0: Welcome to Still Dead from Chipperish Media. I'm story expert and Wesley's little helper, Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm researcher, god king of the primordium and shaper of things, Dr. Kelly Jones.
1: (laughs) And we're here today to talk about Angel Season 5, Episodes 19 and 20, Time Bomb and The Girl in Question, both of which are watchers. It's not murder if you say yes, so let's raise the stakes.
0: Time bomb. Multiple storylines blur through a time loop as Illyria's powers overcome her human body. Illyria saves Gunn from the Hell dimension, but he finds himself in another hellish situation as Angel negotiates a contract for Wolfram and Hart selling an unborn baby to a demon clan. Illyria's powers spin out of control and spin her through time while Wesley feverishly searches for a way to save her. Believing that they want to murder her, Illyria kills Spike, Wesley, Lauren, and Angel, and then explodes into a time loop that carries Angel back with her. Angel prevents her from killing them this time around, and Wesley shoots her with a Matari generator laser blaster device, safely removing her excess power. Illyria won't be traveling through time or dimensions again, but she's still incredibly strong. Angel says that Illyria might just make the team, but then he tells Gunn they have to serve their clients and returns to his office to finalize the baby sale with the fell brethren demons. Because apparently, that's what Angel does now.
1: Time Bomb aired on April 28, 2004. It was directed by Vern Gillum and written by Ben Edlund. All right, Dr. Jones, here we are with Time Bomb on the perfect happiness scale with this at zero and Lost Your Soul at six. Where are you? I gave this a Um,
0: Mm 5.5. I love everything about this episode except for the demons buying the baby. Um, Wesley slide in and out of sanity, mirroring Mm Illyria slide in and out of time is so great. Mm -hmm. And I love that he has no intention of killing her. I mean, this Mm -hmm. episode is smart and thoughtful and intense. And overall, it's pretty fantastic. And I think it's one of my favorites from season five.
1: Yeah, this is a really great episode. I gave it a five. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like this episode. I love Wesley slowly losing his grip, yet still being intellectually sharp. Angel giving the baby to the demon clan is kind of insane. Yeah. Um, so it's not a great moment, but it shows this real shift in his mor- moral line now that we've been seeing a lot and weren't sure if it was textual. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of things that he's been doing that you're like, wait a minute, that ain't right. You know, but, you're not, but I was never sure you know, if, if it was something that was intended or do the writers think that this is okay or what? So I think we're seeing that, no, it's not okay. We know the angel is falling to the dark side. Um, so I really kind of like that. You know, um, Illyria's time jumps are great and Wesley lying to Angel about killing her is also great. I love all of it. Um, but it's not quite delightful enough to be a full six, mm-hmm. but it's a solid episode and it's really well written.
0: Yeah, it was really good. and i had many Mm -hmm. many many moments of perfect happiness um all right what you got there baby so starting out with gun and here's the thing Mm -hmm. and i don't think i talk about this enough i love charles gunn like yes a lot um Mm -hmm. i think he is fabulous i think j august richards is amazing um yeah he is and and I mean, the, everything in the show gets outshined for me for, with Wesley's character arc. Like, I really think that's right. what the show is about. Mm-hmm. And I started mm-hmm. wondering maybe if, like, you know, I had thought at one time maybe all of this was written from Lauren's perspective. Um, yeah. Sometimes I wonder how much of this is Wesley's. Like, he was a watcher. Mm-hmm. It would have been his job to record all of this. Um, right. But I think that it's it's easy to overlook how fantastic Gunn is and how much I love him in Mm -hmm. that. And I hate seeing him tortured. And I was so freaking happy when Elyria showed up to save him. Yes. You know, and Mm -hmm. (laughs) when she pulls Mm -hmm. that necklace off and he says, Gunn, Charles Gunn, you're Fred. You look terrible. Like it was
1: just... (laughs) (laughs) As everything is coming back (laughs) to and
0: But Illyria figuring out... Oh, we can put this necklace on the guard, and like uh-huh. that will technically have someone take gun's place, and the mm-hmm. gun ha- the guard has to cut out his own heart. I was like, she is a badass, but she's also smart. Yeah, and yeah, yeah and there yeah. and there was discussion on the Discord channel about pronouns for Illyria. Yes, with you know yes. the God King and the now coming back. So I I went back through and am just taking my cues from the show. Mm-hmm. And she does not refer to herself in a pronoun that I can find, but everything else, it's over and over again. She and her. Um, they do
1: call her she and her, although sometimes they do call her it. Yeah, and the when they talk about her before she became Fred mm-hmm. or before she took over Fred's body, um, I think I think it was an it. Yeah. You know? um, so, yeah, I mean, and I think the pronouns are important. It does feel like something that um, that probably wasn't on. She's in a feminine presenting body. Right. So, therefore, she is a she, you know? Yep. Um, so, yeah, so we've been going with that because that's kind of the lead that the show had. And that's kind of where you go. But, yeah, I mean, I think that a more thoughtful approach to... Pronouns is something that you know, yeah, that probably so, is. A, so yeah, so I'm, that I'm using mm-hmm.
0: that here because that's how it is in the script, but I don't want right. to to just gloss over the fact that that may not be Illyria's preference. You know, that m-
1: may not be her pronouns, right? right. Um, mm-hmm. But back to Gunn. So yes,
0: he's saved by Illyria. He returns to the office, and the only welcome waiting for him are these huge stacks of files on his desk. Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. to me, represents so much of the tonal shift of this show. Right. That, like, mm-hmm. it, it's heartbreaking that that's, that's it. That's all that's waiting for him. You're back.
1: Get back to yeah. work. You know? Cordelia would never have allowed that. Right. Right. Cordelia would never have allowed Fred that. Fred would never mm-hmm. have allowed that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then,
0: you know, Wes in his, and I love crazed, frantic West yes. in his office. Mm-hmm. you know Wesley says to Gunn, I stabbed you. I, I should apologize for that, but I think it would just be awkward and <laughs> just be awkward <laughs> And Guns like, yeah um, yeah and and Gunn says, you know, I'm really confused. that thing that killed my friend just saved my life and no one knows why. Mm-hmm. Yeah and Wesley, brilliant scholar philosopher, only comes back yes. with, everything is a bit odd. yeah oh oh, god you know
1: i know it's so wonderful and i love when he says you can't look at her without seeing her body's previous owner but then what comes out of her mouth pure unadulterated vertigo yeah it's just so wonderfully expressed it's so good and i'm
0: like is pure Mm -hmm. unadulterated vertigo like can that be a life goal because i find it kind of appealing like i'm like ah can I put that on my LinkedIn profile as like my next Maybe. opportunity? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> it was pretty good. Sure. Um, and I love Gunn's, you know, instinctive empathy and protection mm-hmm. of Amanda. You yeah. know, and they did a good job, I think, explaining why she would be willing to make this deal. Like,
1: mm-hmm. not
0: only is she pregnant with this baby that she can't afford, but her husband has been hurt on the job. He has brain damage the demons mm-hmm. are promising to cure him and to worship her child and to give him this amazing life. Yeah. But Gunn is still like, you know, no. Like, is that all we're mm-hmm. doing here? Are we just hiding the horror? Right. And Angel's mm-hmm. like, we need to focus on the big picture and figure out our next move. And Gunn says, she is our next move. And like. Right. I just really appreciated that from him. Um mm-hmm. And then there's so much from Wesley here. And, and I, oh god, yeah. I like this kind of push and pull between Wes and Angel when they're talking about Illyria. Mm-hmm. You know, and Wesley says she has the power of a god. And Angel said she has the ego of a god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Wesley's like, I afford her some amusement at least. And I was like, hey, Wesley, there's someone else over at Chipperish who you also <laughs> could afford some <laughs> great
1: amusement <laughs> for. Like... <laughs> He affords all of us amusement. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty great. And then
0: at the end when he's got that, Mm -hmm. you know, laser blaster on on Illyria, he says, No one is Mm -hmm. murdering you. This device won't kill you. And Angel says, What? You said and Wes just looks at him and said, I lied. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's so good. I love it. It's so good. Yeah. And I I love that's really fun. I love the difference between Spike and Wesley in the way that they Mm -hmm. interact with Illyria
1: yeah you know Mm -hmm. Illyria
0: is talking she asked him you know did he love Fred and he's like yes I love Fred and Mm -hmm. Illyria said yet you strike at her form without sentiment and Spike just says you ain't her you know it's it's so clear for him that there's
1: yeah there's none spike of spike is really able to have a lot of clarity with that kind of thing yeah it doesn't throw him the way that it throws a lot of other people i think because spike has seen a lot of shit in his day yeah you know? so yeah. yeah and when angel comes in to tell spike to
0: stop fighting with her he mm-hmm. says we're not testing her spike she's testing us Right. and i mm-hmm. thought that was really really good Um, yeah and when you know they're figuring out what's happening and that she's about to self-destruct and Angel's like when were you going to tell me this and Wesley says I wasn't Spike and I are handling Mm it and Spike says we're motivated go getters I I know (laughs) (laughs) I love that I love that I love it and you know Mm -hmm. at the end when Angel says I slew the white haired one first and he pushes mm-hmm. spike out of the way and takes the spot yeah. you know he takes the stake in the gut and he saves yeah, Spike. He and yeah, it makes me does. so happy mm-hmm. and Illyria's like you ask me to allow you to murder me and spike says it's not murder if you say yes <laughs> <laughs> i love Spike. i just love that he brings some mm-hmm. lightheartedness to all of yeah, this. no, he definitely, definitely does, and and so does Lorne. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you know. Now he calls Illyria a walking obituary, which is mm-hmm. just yeah, heartbreaking. Oh, but when yeah. he's he's telling Gunn about Wesley's office, and he says, "Don't go in there. That's where he keeps his full strength crazy." <laughs>
1: <It's> <laughs> so good. Oh God, and I love this moment too with Marcus, uh-huh. where Lorne is like. Tell you what, I still like him better than he <laughs> Right? I know. It's so good. Like, having Lorne so yeah. thoroughly dislike
0: someone is so great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been really disappointed in the lack of Lorne, like, storylines yeah. and everything that they have not been doing this season, which I really, really wish that they had. Um but i have to say like his dialogue is still pretty excellent yeah he's always like a wonderful element in any scene that he's in so at least we got that yeah and he's so damn cute with his walkie talkie bluebird oh, bluebird got wild secret <laughs> demon's cover is blown
0: <laughs> like secret demon is his handle yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. And when Illyria yeah. says the vampire plays children's games, Lauren rolls his <laughs> eyes and he's like, "Tag, Tag you're it, it honey." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. I love that. I it just was really cute. Love
0: it. Oh, mm-hmm. but Wesley, I think my heart. This whole episode is just Wesley and Illyria for me. But
1: oh my god, I know when
0: he's on the floor of his office, surrounded, you know, by his pain and all those books. It reminds me so much of. Um, mm-hmm. The scene from Thor Dark World when yeah. Loki is in his cell and it's like right after mm-hmm. his mother you know, has died yeah. and Thor goes mm-hmm. down there to talk to him and he's got this glamour up mm-hmm. and then he takes yep. the glamour away and he's just like sitting on his floor yeah. and his, his cell has been trashed and yeah. it just reminded me of that so much. Um mm-hmm. and when Illyria, you know, is so like she's angry with Wesley for yeah. wanting to destroy her and bring Fred back. And he says, mm-hmm. Does it sting you, my betrayal? I'm like, mm-hmm. Wesley. Wes. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> You know, Aww. but but she comes back with you know perhaps I am only bothered because I am bothered, and it's it's almost yeah. like he enjoys antagonizing her over any part of humanness that she that she yeah. has, you know. Mm-hmm. And then she just slams him into the wall like she pushes his whole desk. Yeah. You know, like you tried mm-hmm. to murder me again. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley's like, I don't want you dead, you know. Yeah. And when mm-hmm. Angel says, you know, she thinks I'm trying to kill her, Wes kind of snaps and says, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Like, it's 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 just so interesting. Um, but before he blasts her with that, I don't even understand what that device does. I don't know. It stops her right. from blowing up something. It's like the Ghostbusters device. Yes. It's just a thing. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But he says, you're all that's left. And, you you know, mm-hmm. you know he means you're all that's left of Fred, but it's left just... Of Fred. Mm-hmm. Oh God, God, it's so heartbreaking. It's so it's good. So heartbreaking. It's so mm-hmm. good. Um, and Illyria is just fucking amazing in this. I mean, she mm-hmm. kills everybody. And I'm like, I know. The first time I watched this and she staked Spike, and I was like, oh hell no. Like,
1: what is right. happening? But you know that Spike's plot armor, Spike's plot armor brought him back yeah. from the end of Buffy. Like, there's <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and then I'm wondering like okay well why did Angel get swept up in that time mm-hmm. jump like is right. something right. is like, something protecting is him is it protagonist mm-hmm. armor is there like yeah. a higher power at play um and she you know when she's trying to figure out whether or not he's responsible for it She's like, you, you've you been swept up in my wake. You ripped me out of linear progression. Mm-hmm. And Angel's like, are you kidding? And <laughs> like, you think I, but when I heard that line, I heard linear mm-hmm. regression instead of linear progression.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. And all I
0: could think of like was being trapped in all of my graduate level statistics classes. And I was oh, like, no. oh God, please no, not linear regression. Like, no, no, <laughs> I'll take the demon in the basement. Like not that, anything but that. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh god but it was an interesting like connection back to that suburbia hell dimension you know because right. you have that like demonic groundhog day and mm-hmm. i was wondering did going there to save gun like is that what threw her into that time loop because she went into a place that was built on a time loop
1: right mm-hmm. you know yeah i don't know i don't know i mean i don't think we got any real clarity on how she got thrown into this this time loop or what did it or you know how wesley's magic gun is gonna somehow (laughs) fix it because wesley has to have have a gun no idea I have no idea. He does have to have a gun. As a matter of fact, one in each hand usually is the way that it goes. But one of the things that I really loved about this whole thing was the the twist in there, right? That Wesley had this gun, but it wasn't to kill her. But Angel says, is that going to kill her? And Wesley looks him dead in the eye and says, yes. Uh But he has this sarcastic... There's a sarcastic kind of tone to his voice that the first time you watch it, you don't really think about it. But when you go back and you know that he's lying to Angel, it's really nicely done. And this is the kind of thing where, um, you know, I I always tell writers, don't lie to your audience, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever your protagonist knows you know, the then the the audience needs to know what the protagonist knows because the protagonist is our POV character. So if you have the protagonist know things that the audience it's okay if the audience knows things that the protagonist doesn't know. But it's not okay for the protagonist to know things that the audience doesn't know. And so here we are in this moment where uh, where we're not lying to the audience. It's Wesley lying to Angel. Right. You know? Um and so we're just kind of following along with that. And we, you know, run on that presumption that Wesley wouldn't lie to Angel, you know? Um but he does and it's really really wonderful so I think that that's really really well done and I loved the way that they pulled that off yeah. which is which is really nice it was mm-hmm. really good um, yeah.
0: and you know Wesley wants to save her even after he knows that Elyria killed him Yeah. but he yeah. didn't actually see that and Angel did you know mm-hmm. um, when mm-hmm. he is in that time jump with her back in that room and everybody's dead and there's like the pile of yeah. ash for him and Spike yeah know,
1: him and Spike, I know.
0: And Illyria says... You're going to
1: need like two Roombas (laughs) to get that
0: out. Yeah. I'm sure they have those in stock at Wolfram and Art. But Illyria says, these are the fruits of your attempt to murder me. Your kingdom Mm -hmm. turned Mm -hmm. to ash and stale wind. I slew the white-haired one first. And Mm -hmm. Angel says, and I'm next. And Illyria just throws that... Battle axe on top of the pile of his ashes and says, No, vampire, you were last.
1: I'm like, Damn! Mm -hmm. So good. It's so good. She is very, very tough. Oh, can I also do one little shout out in this whole moments of perfect happiness thing? Uh Did you see that old ass MacBook? (laughs) It had a DVD drive. (laughs) I love that you noticed that oh of course I noticed that oh my god technology are you kidding me yeah that old ass macbook but that was awesome I mean the thing is so huge but I just I loved it so yeah I saw the <laughs> DVD drive in that and that I was like oh my god I remember when there were DVD drives uh-huh. I remember that yep. yeah I, so. Yeah. I remember that I just had to I had to have Lonnie's moment of technology I like even though it literally nobody else cares love what you love I Carry, well, and i also had a
0: little moment i love harmony like mm-hmm. trying to oh, keep yeah. the peace and she's offering these guys you know blood and coffee and organic colas and they get in their little right. huddle and you think they're all mad about angel and they're like yeah. we'll try an organic cola and it was <laughs> why it made me laugh but it did mm-hmm. and that reminds me lonnie this episode of Still Dead is brought to you by Harmony's Organic Colas.com. Harmony's Organic Colas contain only real ingredients and have as much bubble as her personality. They come in a variety of flavors, including caffeine free, gluten free, and blood free, each labeled with Harmony's cheerful tagline I'm so gonna bite you! Whether you're hosting a tense demon negotiation or a fun night in with friends, Harmony's Organic Colas are the ultimate refreshment. And to celebrate the new year, the limited edition unicorn flavor will be available in January 2020. <laughs> Sample sizes are available too, perfect for those long plane rides. Visit harmoniesorganiccolas.com and use the code MotivatedGoGetter to get your discount today. <laughs> Or instead, you could take the $3 you might spend on com and give it directly to Chipperish Media so we can keep making the great podcast you love. No sugar rush required. Visit patreon.com slash chipperish to find out more. You know,
1: I deliberately don't read your Patreon asks <laughs> so that I can be just delighted as you read them during the show. <laughs> That was delightful. Now, Dr. Jones, do you have anything in this episode that you want to state? I do. Three little things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, not little things. (laughs) Three things. Mm -hmm.
0: So Mm -hmm. we have Angel not trusting Gunn when Angel is literally selling a baby to demons. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Gunn tells Angel about Marcus's offer, you know, of making a deal with him to get him out of the Hell dimension. And Angel Mm -hmm. says, and what did you say? Well, dude, you know he didn't accept the deal. Elyria had to go save him. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. And Gunn says, you really have to ask me that? And Angel says, I really do. And I'm like, fuck you, Angel. Mm -hmm. Like, really? (laughs) Really? 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 Yeah. You don't even (laughs) give the man a hug when he comes back. Uh, He's had his heart cut uh, out every goddamn day for two weeks. And you're like, here's your folders and your files. Get back to work. And by the way... I don't trust you. And also Mm -hmm. sit here and be quiet while I go sell this baby. Like, what the fuck? Right.
1: It just...
0: (laughs) Yeah. It makes me so mad. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. fucking Marcus Hamilton in Wesley's fucking lab, like, Mm -hmm. coming in there to be fucking helpful and ambiguous or whatever and, like, not telling him (laughs) shit while he's pretending (laughs) to
1: tell him. I'm like, oh, my God. Can you just say something clear interesting i mean it would be it would be fine if there was some personality involved but he's basically just the term he's just a brick wall in a suit yeah like who the hell cares he just shows up and
0: he's like here do this task oh you're losing money Mm -hmm. oh whatever
1: yeah and Mm
0: -hmm. so wesley's in there with his microscope like doing his science thing and marcus says curing cancer mr Wyndham price And Wes, now, this was a good comeback from Wes, I think. Mm -hmm. He says, it wouldn't be cost effective. I'm sure we make a lot from cancer. And Marcus just smiles, and he's like, yes, the patent holder is a client. And I'm like, oh, fuck Mm -hmm. you. Like, that's not even funny. (laughs) That's not even, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. It was, yeah. uh, uh, it's low even for Wolfram and Hart. I didn't like it. Yeah. And the senior partners know Illyria from way back, and they don't want her there. And Marcus is like, you may want to take a look at the low emanation scanner readouts. And I'm like, okay, but what are those and why? And, like, why do the senior partners not want Illyria around? And
1: what's the story? Marcus is just narrative duct tape. Like, he just comes into a scene to point out something that needs to be dealt with in the narrative. I just, I really don't, I don't don't care he's just terrible but then I was thinking like remember Holland Manners yes you know, that he got killed but then he still had to work for Wolfram and Hart like you know the, the contract lasts beyond death right Um, he is the one now if we can't have Lila in this position which by the way would have been amazing oh, but yeah. I get it if Stephanie Romanoff left to do other things or whatever um, but if we had had like Holland Manners come back and be pissed off and drunk and like I'll do the senior <laughs> (laughs) partner's work (laughs) but i'm a little pissed off about it you know like i mean that kind of thing like just where he's like i just have somebody who's like got some personality have something you know but there's nothing it's a brick wall in a suit he just walks around like a little narrative dispensing machine just like oh let me point you in this direction because this is the direction where the other thing is and you know um yeah i just i don't I don't care about any of it. Every time he walks in a room, I'm just like, okay, I'm bored already. I am bored. He just doesn't work. Like even I hated Eve, but at least I had feelings about Eve. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. If we can't have Lila, Holland Manners would have been amazing. It would
1: have been so fun. But like a drunk, (laughs) like angry. Always going down to the wine cellar and like reliving his death. (laughs) No, no fucks left to give Holland manners like that's the guy I want to (laughs) see. Oh,
0: my God. Every time they open the elevator, he should be in there with a bottle of wine. That, that yes.
1: would be Whiskey. so good. Whiskey. Whiskey. He should absolutely. He should be drinking the hard stuff. And he should just be drunk all the time. Yes. And be like, they said I had to work for him. They. What are they going to do? Fire me? You know, that kind of thing. Um, I would really love to have seen that I from Holland it. Banners.
0: I would have too. That would have been great. Um. So, you know, I didn't have much to stake. But I did have research questions. Yes. So... After they zap Illyria or blast her, or whatever mm-hmm. they do, send her molecules through time. I don't know how the science works. Whatever. Well, yes. You know. There's
1: clear, there's clear established science here, yes, I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> that makes complete sense. Yes.
0: And, and she's, you know, kind of recovering and she says, touch me and die, vermin. And mm-hmm. Spike is like, not a very dramatic difference, really. And <laughs> Wes says, everything is different. And I'm like, yeah. okay, what? Like <laughs> what is what is different and how does Wesley know what's different and can can I get some goddamn oh, see, explanations
1: please like I <laughs> I read that I read that as referring to Fred being gone oh. that's just like everything everything is always different now like nothing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like nothing feels right. So that's kind of how I read it. Okay, but but you know, I, I I really enjoy that, you know, stake through the heart kind of feeling. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I get Wesley. that. I'm I'm sitting there like <laughs> observing with my clipboard going. Okay, but how do you know mm-hmm. what's different about her? You literally zapped her 30 seconds ago. Like, what's the right? What's the what's the sign here? What did mm-hmm. I miss? Oh, right, <laughs> your take right. is better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, Angel says you're going to stay with her, aren't you? And Wes says yes. And Angel's like, I don't like where this is going. And, you know, like the last time I slept with my Uh, ex, it like, you know, there was this miracle birth and I had to erase your memory. And listen,
1: (laughs) But I love Wes's response, though. I'm not in love with this thing. I just need it, you know, Um, and that's where. Where she becomes an it Mm. again Mm. for a moment. Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: Yeah. I just need it right now. Yeah. And Angel's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's just weird.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And Wes says, I know. And Wes doesn't give a fuck. Wes hit the no fucks bedrock. Oh yeah, he doesn't care anymore. You know, Wes is permanently Mm -hmm. camped
0: out in the no fucks bedrock. Like he is. He is Mm -hmm. done. But then you know he says, I doubt she'll stop trying to conquer everything. And Angel says Mm -hmm. she just might make the team yet. And I'm like, dude, Mm -hmm. she just killed you like five (laughs) minutes ago. (laughs) So what am I missing
1: here? Like what? Well, I mean, (laughs) traditionally, Angel likes to know that his team will kill him if necessary. And Illyria will clearly kill him given an opportunity. Oh, yeah, that's true. I guess maybe that's part of it. Maybe. Yeah, Mm. I don't know. I just, I was like, okay,
0: but I need to know more of what's going on here. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I was wondering, all right, from a writing perspective. Yes. And we have to have this conversation without spoilers, so this will be interesting. Mm -hmm. When is cheating cheating? (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, Gunn is trying to keep Amanda's baby away from the demons you know, mm-hmm. Angel walks back in there. Gun says, what are you doing? And Angel says, what we're supposed to do, serve our clients. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this gets explained soon. Not mm-hmm. in the very next episode where it should have been explained because of a wild goose right. Buffy chase, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, what is the, where is the line between lying to a reader and having a character lie?
1: Actually... Uh, I will go into this in depth when we get to the place where we're going with this. So I have a whole like thing. But essentially what it comes down to is, you know, what I was saying before if your protagonist, your protagonist is your POV character, right? So we are riding through this experience on the back of the protagonist. If the protagonist knows something important, if there's an important experience or if there's something that is narratively relevant that the protagonist is experiencing and we don't see it, then you're lying to your audience. Okay. If your protagonist knows something that, that we as an audience don't know, then you're lying to your audience. Now, granted in a show like this, we have a lot of protagonists, right? You know, we have, we, we go from, you know, Wesley owns his storyline and Gunn owns his storyline and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's one of those things where you do have to be really careful about that. Um, but keeping a secret from your audience is only legit if it is also unknown to your protagonist because your audience is sharing a POV with your protagonist character. So you just have to be very, very careful with that. Now, we had that moment with Wesley, right, where he looks at Angel and says, yes, this is intended to kill her. But he's clearly saying that... Um, sarcastically, mm-hmm. like, at, in the moment, you can, you can believe what Angel believes that he's absolutely going to kill her, you know, because Wesley is so kind of like, all out there. Yeah. Um, but in the moment, if you go back and watch it again, it still works, right? right, you know, with the knowledge that you have there. Um. So I think that that works. But like, this circumstance where there are things that will be revealed you know without going into too many spoilers um is a circumstance where uh where i believe that that was improperly done and we will talk about that in detail during the finale during the still dead finale which is next week oh my god we're doing the last two episodes of still dead and then that's it folks that's it we're done um so that's gonna be very, very fun and don't miss it because there's gonna be a whole long rant about uh, how you how you handle that. Okay and in, uh, cool. in the finale. Yeah, because I just kept thinking. I was like, all right, all
0: right, all mm-hmm. right. When Wesley was planning to kidnap Connor,
1: like mm-hmm. he was
0: lying to Angel, but we knew what was going on.
1: Right. But now in this right. scenario with
0: angel we don't know what's going on so
1: that makes sense right. like if See, you're because Wesley Wesley was our POV for part of that storyline Wesley was our POV character right right okay they didn't lie to the audience on that Got they it. lied to angel Angel didn't know okay but they didn't lie to the audience so that's really what's important okay cool that yes. makes sense I love yes. podcasting with a story expert where I can just ask a question and get an answer <laughs> it's great
0: so all right so my other research question is all about morality and power mm-hmm. right. So Mm -hmm. Illyria talks to Angel as if he is also some kind of ruler or like wants to be a ruler. Mm
1: -hmm. She says,
0: you're a slave to an insane construct. You're moral. A true ruler Mm -hmm. is as moral as a hurricane, empty but for the force of his gale. But you, trapped in the web of the wolf, the ram, and the heart, so much power here, but you quibble at its price. If you want to win a war, you must serve no master but your own ambition." And I'm like, okay, what exactly is Angel's
1: ambition now? And what does Elyria think it is? Because. And what does Elyria think morality is? Because there isn't a whole lot in Angel's behavior as of late Mm -mm. that could be really identified as terribly moral. No, at all. And Angel, you know, Angel's like. Tell us how we
0: fight an invisible war. I don't even know who we're fighting. So I'm like, yeah, you mm-hmm. have this apocalypse in progress that right. no one sees or knows what to do about. And, mm-hmm. and you know, is Angel's ambition being brought into question because of this behavior that we're seeing from him that's not explained? Right. But I'm like, what is Illyria, like, what does Illyria actually think he is? Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't
1: know. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. But I mean, I, I had a lot of questions about this particular um, interaction as well, because um, exactly what kind of morality like at this point, knowing nothing else about what's going on here, you know, you're looking at Angel and you're like, he's he's clearly behaving in an immoral way. I mean, let's not forget how many people he's killed. Yeah. Like random people he's just killed. You know, because they work for him. Yeah. You know? Um, and so there's, there's a lot of this. Um, his morality has been in decline, I think, throughout the season. And we've kind of seen it slowly, you know, get worse and worse and worse. Um, and at this point... Like, what is the moral line, you know, for Angel? Mm-hmm. You know, is it one life or the most lives? Are we are we in Kantian ethics here? You know, where you do whatever is best for the largest number of people, or, or uh, no, utilitarian. Yeah, I don't know if Kant. No, is Kantian is
0: ten, is you follow the rule that is the rule, you follow the law that is the law, like that it's
1: the same yeah. for everybody, right, right, right. right, right. But mm-hmm. yeah, t- it, utilitarianism
0: yeah. is you do the most good for the most number of people.
1: Right. Okay. And I'm telling you all this. I don't know what I'm talking about. I talked to my daughter who is studying philosophy. And I was like, what is the opposite of utilitarianism? And she's like, I don't know, deontological, I guess. And I'm like, I don't know, whatever it is. But the thing is, is that Angel's philosophy has always been like, you know, back in Gingerbread and Buffy, right? You know, we fight not because we're going to win, but because in that moment, that one life, that one life that you save, that makes a difference. That's the only difference you can make. If nothing we do matters, then all that matters is what we do. We've been here since Epiphany. We have all of this, um, you know, you look back to Amends and Buffy, which, you know, actually, uh, Ian Martin over at Passion of the Nerd often says is the uh, season premiere for, or the series premiere for Angel. Um, And I think that there is definitely something to that argument. But you look at everything that Angel has been about, you know, since even before this series started, and it's always been about the small picture, the one one thing that you can do because you will never be able to do something that has a broad or wide-ranging effect for good. The best you can do is save this one person right now and then do that again tomorrow. That's always been the philosophy of Angel. So here we have, you know, this possibility that he's looking at this from a more utilitarian point of view that like, yes, I have to sell this baby, but in the long run, it's going to be better for more people. Right. Um, so but although how that would be better for more people, I don't I don't even know. But I'm, I'm like, is that what the justification is here or is that what we're doing? Is that the question we're asking? Um, but none of it's clear. There's no clarity as to what question we're asking or if we're even aware that there is a question to be asked. Like none of that has any clarity here. Mm-mm. No, not at all. So but even with all of that, um,
0: I, you know i i will watch this episode again happily because it is mm-hmm. really really it's good. A good episode yeah it's a good episode so, Definitely on that alberd time bomb is a watcher because it escalates elyria's storyline returns guns safely from the hell dimension and shows angel crossing all the lines from helping the helpless to serving Wolfram and Hart's clients
1: also it's damn good it is a damn good episode sadly not all of them can be damn good <laughs> and on that let's talk about the girl in question In the girl in question, Angel has to retrieve the dead body of a Capo demon familia in Rome, and he has no intention of doing it until he gets a phone call that Buffy is also in Rome, in danger from some guy named the Immortal. Soon, Angel and Spike are on a plane, and then they get to Rome, and they talk to Andrew, and Andrew tells them Buffy and the Immortal are dating. They go to the club, Buffy's there dancing with the Immortal, but they have the head of the capo in the bag, and it gets stolen by a demon, and then they chase him through the streets of Rome, and then they bitch and moan for a while, and then the guy comes back with his buddies and trades money for the head. But then the bag has a bomb, in it, and it blows up Spike's leather jacket, and then the Italian CEO, Wolfram buys Spike 10 more jackets, so I guess it's okay. And then Angel and Spike go back to see Andrew, who tells them to get over it, and then they go back to LA and the head is waiting on Angel's desk with a note, with love, from the immortal. (laughs) Also, Fred's parents drop in for a surprise visit and O'Leary pretends to be Fred and then she wants to be Fred for Wesley, but Wesley tells her to be blue, be anything but Fred, and he walks away.
0: The Girl in Question aired on May 5th, 2004. It was directed by David
1: Greenwald and written by Stephen S. DeKnight and Drew Goddard. All right, Dr. Jones. So here we are with the girl in question with this insane fever dream of an episode. And I got to ask you on the perfect happiness scale with This at zero and Lost Your Soul at six. Where are you with the girl in question?
0: Okay, so I gave this a two. One point for Wesley mm-hmm. and one point for Elyria. I, I... <laughs> Okay, I'm just I got a mini rant here. I can't help it. Go, go, go. I love I, it. I have always disliked and been very confused by this episode because, mm-hmm. except for Illyria and Wes and Fred's parents, it feels like a ridiculous attempt at comedy in the middle of an intense and damn good storyline. And it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And it's offensive and homophobic and patriarchal. And it's always great to see Andrew and Darla and Drusilla, but having a buffy sighting without Sarah Michelle Geller is not okay. And Angel mm-hmm. and Spikes possessiveness of Buffy and how many times do you have to have sex to have a relationship like I need to stake that in like every position that you can stake something in like stake it a thousand ways from Sunday and I am so fucking mad that we finally get to see another Wolfram and Hart office because the story potential Mm -hmm. there is amazing but they make a terrible cultural caricature joke of the whole thing and it's just wrong and also we don't play keep away with someone's head <laughs> like we just don't do that.
1: <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I had to tell my kids, "We don't play keep away with someone's head." You just don't do it. It's not okay. <laughs> All right, so I gave this episode a two, again, you know, just like you, a point for Wesley, a point for Illyria, and then all the points from Gryffindor for all the reasons that you said, because, oh my God, but instead of me just basically repeating your beautifully (laughs) expressed rant, which covers all of my feelings about this episode, why don't we go ahead and move into the minimal moments of perfect happiness that we have here. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got some for Wesley and Illyria. Yeah. we are seeing so many flavors of Wesley right now. Like, he's completely unstable, and I love it. Sometimes he's all hyped up and fevered. Sometimes he's calm and kind of dead inside. And then there are these times when he looks at Elyria and you can see he's just in hell. It's so wonderful and complex, and God, so heartbreaking. When she shows up as Fred, although I'm thinking Fred's been dead for a little while, like somebody should have called her parents. Like, I I get it. I get it. They're in the middle of an apocalypse. It's kind of busy. It's a tough time to like take out and make a phone call. But that should happen. So these these people show up, you know, just out of the middle of nowhere. And of course, you know that Illyria is going to. Pretend to be Fred. I mean, that's clearly the setup. Yeah, that, that's going to happen, and it's terrible and wonderful and heartbreaking and sad and like all of these things. And Wesley, the thing that Alexis Denisoff does, which is so beautiful, is he does so much with so little. Mm-hmm. Like the expression on his face, the difference between. Like fury yeah. and just being dead inside and all this stuff is so subtle and yet you can really see it. It's so beautifully done. Um, and then after the whole thing where she's been playing Fred, you know, and Amy Acker is amazing oh, yeah. too. Like the way that she switches back and forth. And you can see when she's being Fred. You can see Illyria in there. Mm -hmm. It's kind of amazing. It really is. And it's not, I I, I mean, I wouldn't know if it's an easy thing to do because I can't act at all. So for (laughs) me, it would be impossible. Um, But like to be able to bring that level of subtlety into that performance, I think is just incredible. And then at the end of it, when Wesley says, did you get what you needed from that experience? Good. Don't ever do it again. Yeah. And when she comes to him later and says, you know, I want to explore this, basically she wants to be Fred for him. Mm-hmm. And he says, change back, be blue, be anything. Don't be her. Don't ever be her. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. It is, it rips your heart out and stomps on it on the floor. It's just amazing. It's so good. And I keep thinking about mm-hmm. Lila
0: pretending to be Fred and, and how he indulged oh, that. Yeah. But here, yeah. you know, when she says, I wish to explore this further, and he says, never. Yeah. You like this? It sickens me. And yeah. in Fred's voice, she says, oh, Lord, mm. we both know that ain't true. It's like, oh, oh. God, God, it's so good. And, and I oh, love that his yeah. in this episode, his hair is back to normal, but he's
1: not. No, you know, and it's, no, it's, he's never going to be normal again. No.
0: Everything is different. Everything is different. Oh, it's so good. So sad.
1: And it's so I sad. mean, and
0: Amy Acker. Oh, my God. She's just mm-hmm. fucking incredible. Oh God, but yeah. Illyria's like intolerance for grief mm-hmm. is also really interesting
1: yeah That you know
0: she was like I, there's enough of it coming off of you i couldn't stand it coming off of them too you know talking about fred's mm-hmm. parents right and and mm-hmm. she actually did them a kindness while she was torturing mm-hmm. wesley um right but her coming to him and being you know pretending to be fred and saying you know i love you you love me what's the problem like that was just cruel right. that was yeah. just beyond yeah. cruel
1: yeah. And, yeah. and she has some of Fred's memories. Like, mm-hmm. she knows. Yeah. You know? She knows. Um, Yeah. But, so, I don't know. The whole thing is weird.
0: But you see her you know, kind of exploring like her new reality and Wesley's watching mm-hmm. her. And when she, like, she used to commune with the plants and now she can't. And, yeah. you know, she says, I can no longer hear the songs of green. And Lauren says, mm-hmm. do you think that includes me? And like, it mm. might have been intended Ugh. as a joke, but I didn't read it that way. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Although it was funny when she said, how am I to function with such limitation? And Lauren says, have you ever tried a <laughs> <sea breeze?"> <laughs> Like, <laughs> That was pretty great. It
1: helps. It helps. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I got to say, like, you know, everybody knows, not a big fan of the flashbacks, mm-hmm. right? And especially, but I mean, when you're in the middle of, because once we get out of Wesley and Elyria... The rest of the episode is a goddamn fever dream. There is nothing in it that makes any sense at all that is at all consistent with the storytelling that we've had. It feels like a piece of fan fiction written by somebody who doesn't really understand the show that well. It's just a very, very weird kind of thing. Um, But I did enjoy the cameos. You know, we got Drusilla the moment when when we have Spike's weird... Arrested development flashback. Chow, 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 right? I mean, whatever the fuck that was. But in that moment, I was like, oh my God, is that Drusilla? Did they get Juliet Landa back? And of course they did. And we have Jul- Julie Benz back as Darla, which of course is always, you know, wonderful. Um, and then we got Andrew. And so at this point, like, I don't even care. I don't even care that it's a flash. I don't care. I don't care. Like, fine. Whatever we're doing. We're not doing anything here that makes any sense whatsoever. So fine. Go ahead. Give me all the flashbacks. (laughs) Give me all of David Boreanaz's fucking terrible Irish accent. Give me all of this nonsense. Like, whatever. If Drusilla and Darla are there, then great. I don't don't even... I give up is what I'm saying. I just... (laughs) This is the episode that makes me just throw my hat in the air and be like, whatever, whatever. Pour me a sea breeze. I got no idea. I got no idea. This whole thing is crazy. Do you want me to Um, hold you under the water in the bathtub till it all goes away? (laughs) Yes, please. Yes, please. Because it's just, just insane. Um, So did you have anything else for for Moments of Perfect Happiness that you wanted to talk Uh, about? Well, I did get a kick out of Darla. Saying, oh, darling, it was just
0: fornication. Really, (laughs) really good fornication. Like, that's always going to make me laugh. Um, Yeah. And I love, like, Spike playing the Game Boy. I guess it was a Game Boy. A little portable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, he's in the elevator. Spike's like, we get the Capo's body. We rescue Buffy. We stop the immortal. It's simple. Unless he kills you, which would be sad. And I don't know why. That cracked me up. And yeah. I guess it was a little bit funny that the Immortals mm-hmm. sent them the head with the note. Like, he's, yeah. he's apparently a very classy
1: dude, you know? I, ge- I guess, I guess, I, I don't know. It just, it doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm going to go ahead and stake yes, some stuff. Yes, please. Because I just have some stuff to stake. Um, First of all, paternalistic bullshit. Um, the way in which... Both Spike and Angel look at Drusilla and Darla and Buffy as belonging to them. You know, he got us out of the way so he could violate our women. Well, I'll tell you something. Darla and Drusilla looked to me like they had made a choice for themselves that they enjoyed very much. yeah. So, no, it wasn't a violation if they wanted it and they were happy about it and it was consensual, which it appears to have been. So all of that stuff just drives me crazy. And this is what they do all throughout the whole thing. We have Spike with this was his plan all along. Steal our head, keep us busy and trapes off with my girl, our girl. And so he says, my girl. And then thinks, oh, no, that's not right. But instead of thinking, well, Buffy is her own woman and gets to make decisions about who she wants to be with and when and how, um, he goes, oh, no, our girl. It's a, it's a combined possession, yeah. which almost makes it worse. Uh-huh. Like, I don't even know what the hell. Um, and then we have Angel. And this is the thing with Angel that has been driving me crazy is like, which, which girl is he in love with in any given week? Right. You know, Angel, I'm waiting patiently. And meanwhile, the immortal is eating cookie dough. And I'm like, weren't you in love with Cordelia for like the last three years or so? Like, wasn't that a thing? And I mean, I know that she has died, but you're acting like you've been sitting here just twiddling your thumbs, waiting for Buffy to realize that you're her one true when you have moved on both of you. And the last time he saw Buffy, I think that was pretty fucking clear. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, so all of that, I think it's it's just it's so irritating and I absolutely hate it. And then this point at the end, can't we just lock her away in a box? And the answer instead of no, because that's fucking stupid is I don't think she'd let us. She's pretty strong. But other than that, locking her away in a box would be fine. Right. And then, of course, Spike, we could do a spell, some kind of mind control, and then she'd figure it out. She's pretty smart. Um, and also, you don't have the fucking right to any of that. But, you know, whatever. Let's not question that ownership. Let's not question any of that bullshit. So this whole thing made me crazy in this episode. Oh, God, it
0: drove me crazy. And, like, not mm. only do they have that possessive ownership, like... <clears throat> Yeah. Angel literally rewrites Buffy's agency and her choice. Yeah. You know, Spike says, Buffy ran you through with a sword. And Angel said, yeah, but Mm -hmm. I made her do it. I signal her with my eyes. And I was like, whoa, wait a fucking minute. Like, that was one of the hardest decisions Buffy ever had to make from Mm -hmm. a position that Angelus put her in, by the way. And now
1: you're saying I made her do it. I'm like, Fuck yes you like fuck oh and you. then right after that spike says and i helped her so i got that one yeah so i get credit for that one and i'm like wait a minute no, no you don't you were running off to you know south america with Drew by the time that she was stabbing right? <laughs> you know angel through the heart and yeah like all of this all of it all of it All of this bullshit with Spike and Angel and Buffy, I'm over it. So over it. This is a fever dream. This is somebody was on like wild antibiotics and just dreamed this whole fucking thing because it's insane and insanely stupid. Um, Also, the homophobia. I've like, I'm just I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. I'm so fucking tired of saying that being gay is not a joke. It's not the it's not the fucking punchline. Being gay is just being gay. Like, I'm so tired of this. Like, Angel, I'm not riding on the back of that motorcycle because then I have to put my arms around you and I put my arms around you. Well, that would be gay. Like, okay, first of all, first of all, first of all, these two have absolutely fucking slept together. Oh, like, don't yeah. tell me that they haven't. Oh, my God, don't they have Don't tell me that they haven't. Um, also, anybody who has been around for 200, 150 years, Right um should be over this shit by now yeah. you know yeah so all of it all of it like the the gay panic drives me insane it it gets under my skin sca- so it's like it's like madeline Kahn in the movie clue right like flames <laughs> on the side of my face like this whole thing I am so I'm so and part of it is because, you know, we're, we're doing like Angel and we're doing Buffy. And at this particular time in our culture, we treated being gay like it was funny, like the idea that somebody who is straight might be thought to be gay in any way is a joke. And my fatigue with that joke is so, I'm so overwhelmed by fatigue yeah. from this yeah. at this point that I just, I can't even with it anymore. You know? It was terrible. I mean, it was just terrible. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so there's that. And I'll stop ranting about that. Everybody knows it's terrible. I'm not going <laughs> to, if I go on, I'll just keep going for days. But anyway, uh, the other thing is like, what the, what, what the, what is this? The audio cues, the visual jokes, the weird slow motion Fight set to even like weirder music. The chow, 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 chow. Like, like it's an episode of rest of development. Like, what 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 what? None of this, none of this is done in Angel House style. None of this makes any sense. All of this is this just weird, it's weirdly edited. And and I get, like, I get it. Like, once you've done something in a particular house style for a certain amount of time, Mm -hmm. you get bored. And, like, I get it. And that's where your bizarro worlds can come in. This isn't really a bizarro world situation. We're not in any kind of, like, magical spell or anything. They just went to Rome. Yeah. Right. This is all stuff that we are very much treating as though it is uh, it is the current reality that we're not being magically. If, if this was like some kind of magical, mystical, mushroom LSD experience for these two, I'd be like, all right, fine. You know, um, but it's not. This is supposed to be a- like actual everyday reality and it is just so freaking bizarre in Every way. And it's written like it's some kind of almost like an episode of Frasier. It's almost farce. And I don't understand what any of that stuff. I mean, playing keep away with the head. Playing keep away with the head. Yeah. Like we said before, you don't play keep away with the head. That's just not something you do. Uh -uh. You know? And then we've got this Italian CEO of Wolfram and Hart right which the one thing though that I, I like grazie prego kiss kiss you know yeah <laughs> so i mean i enjoyed like that one line and i thought that that was cute but this lady is the craziest bundle of shameless italian stereotypes that i have ever seen what the hell was
0: that I, it was so insulting i i just mm-hmm. it, like you just sit back and you're like Really? Like did anybody yeah. else see the script before you published it? Like what
1: is going on? What I mean, I the stereotypes? I mean, I have I have never seen like it is it's like a monster built of stereotypes that is itself a stereotype. Yeah. It was the craziest thing and as I'm watching it I was like how are we What the what is that? What is that even? And then and then they blew up Spike's jacket. I know. Uh, like, you can't love Spike's jacket, and then she buys him 10 more that are exactly. And I'm like, no, 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 that jacket fucking matters. That was Nikki Woods' jacket. Yeah. That jacket matters. Oh my god, yeah. no, it's just... yeah. And then that the jacket they put Angel in makes him look
0: like a NASCAR driver. And I'm like, I don't understand, what is that? I don't understand. I know, and, and like, at one point, I thought the show maybe they were trying to be like self aware and poke fun of themselves, like. When Spike Mm -hmm. was, you know, talking about Buffy falling for the immortal, he's like, she's smarter than that. And Angel said, yeah, she'd never fall for a centuries old guy with Mm. a dark past who may or may not be evil. And Spike's like, she's under some kind of spell. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Like, really? Really? Yeah. No. And nobody calls them out on any of their bullshit. And then. No. No. Gun makes one wisecrack about this baby from the last episode. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, no one mentions Angel selling an infant for demonic sacrifice. Like, they just. Right. They just. Ordinarily, that would be kind of a big deal. Right. They at least I, have a meeting. Yeah. But they just mm-hmm. let it go. And yeah, it was. Yep. I'm like, how, how? You're in this great storyline. We've had these great episodes. Mm-hmm. And then they just get drunk and go to Rome. Like, I
1: don't. I, I can't even. I, yeah. I don't. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even know. I, I didn't even have any. I was so beyond the point of wondering about anything at this point. I don't even have any research mode questions, but I think you've got a couple. I have one um, and it's really mm-hmm. sarcastic.
0: Yes. So when they're, you know, on the plane and Spike is, I don't know, they're talking about Angel having a girlfriend, but not having, it, the whole thing mm-hmm. is just gross. And Spike yeah. says, I just want to see you happy. Well, not too happy because yeah. then I'd have to stake it. Second that, have at it. Okay, well, that was funny. But I'm like, you know mm-hmm. what? Seriously. Like, it's been like yeah. 200 years. Angel is now the CEO of Wolfman Heart with every resource at his disposal. Can he really mm-hmm. not find a counter curse that will keep his soul intact and take away the whole perfect happiness and jealous comes back part? Like, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah.
1: I, mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't understand. I, I don't, I don't. I, and the the whole curse thing at this point, it's like it's like Spike's chip. Like there was a point where it had, you know, it had a purpose, yeah, right. And then you don't need it anymore. You just got to take it away. Yeah, you know, yes, you just got to take exactly. it away. Exactly. Okay, so on that, I will brood. The girl in question is a watcher because, well, really, just because of one thing that's coming up in a season finale that references the West and Illyria stuff from this episode. But aside from that. This is a tiny little bit of Watcher wrapped up in a really big skipper blanket. So, yeah, we made you watch it, but it might not be worth it in the end. I don't know. You can let us know. (laughs) On that, Kelly Jones, what is making you still thirsty this week? I don't think anything was
0: making me thirsty, but I did get, Mm -hmm. like, romantically sentimental when Illyria wanted to explore things further with Wesley pretending to be Fred, and he said never. Mm -hmm. Like that but that's my romantic heart not my Mm -hmm. not my thirsty heart so which is just a damn shame in an episode with Darla but there you go (laughs) all right so what's your favorite part I think it was Illyria I slayed the white-haired one first and like her just being completely vicious and then her having to Mm -hmm. double back on that and go back through that moment again with Angel it was it was just really well done
1: yeah, no it's pretty cool. It's definitely pretty cool. Um for me it's Wesley's lie to Angel. Yeah. About is that going to kill her? Yes. <laughs> 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 and when you watch it and you know, you can see the sarcasm, but when I watched it and I didn't know, I was like, "Oh wow, he's really going to kill
0: her." <laughs> All right. Oh my god, we have so much to talk about next week. I know. I know. So before that, to join in the discussion on Twitter, follow Lonnie at Lonnie Danrich and me at Dr. Kelly Jones and use the hashtag Still Dead. Still Dead and everything Chipperish Media produces is made free and ad-free by the generous patrons who support us to the tune of a dollar a month or more and make it possible for us to sparkle and stink. Visit patreon.com
1: chipperish to find out more. This episode of Still Dead was brought to you by the Chipperish Media Producers who support us on Patreon at the power producer level. These people are the reason why Still Dead is coming to you free and ad-free right now. So thank you to our January Producers, Jonathan, Shelley, Kristen, Noel, Alyssa, Erica, Abigail, Alice, and Sarah. And this week's special message for our power producers, oh darling, it was just fornication. Visit patreon.com slash to find out how you too can become a still dead producer.
0: Other ways to show your support. Write a great review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about the show or do a spell. Some kind of mind control.
1: We'll be back next time with the season five and series finale. Episodes 21 and 22. Power play and not fade away. Both of which are watchers. Until then. ciao. 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 (laughs)
0: <laughs> i'm not cool enough to pull off you are chow. so like, cool i don't have that i have hey y'all i don't hey, have y'all. like i can't do the cool you know polished chow like i can't i can't i'd be like what's up baby like <laughs> hey darling sugar honey baby how y'all doing how's your mom and them
1: like that's what I got. I don't Oh baby I love you. I love you too. <laughs>